What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. Yo, what is going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to The Show, The Podcast. We're here again. I am joined today by the man, the myth, the Dodger man, Games. He is here. Um, we are going to talk about who knows at this point, but Dodger man, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. I feel like I've actually made it now. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you think so because I still don't feel that way. Um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was just podcasting in general. Mm -hmm. I've got this podcast, you've got your podcast Mm -hmm. and it's a different means of content creation when you're talking about video game content creation like a podcast is not the first thing you think of because normally you need to see what's going on and Mm -hmm. you know who knows maybe for me that's an avenue i get into eventually but right now it's it's just the audio stuff so kind of what i'm getting at is is how do you think we as podcast content creators can carve out a niche in this kind of in this space well i i think what we've got to do is just just keep at it you know just 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 and uh and promote ourselves uh there are people that are interested in uh video games uh mlb the show uh you know whatever uh out there and we've just got to uh, search them out and uh just like what you're doing you're you you you're promoting yourself on twitter uh uh that's how i found you and uh uh got interested in it so yeah that basically you just got to promote yourself uh get the word out there people will find it and and uh and and uh yeah uh find you out because i think the avenue that we could provide in podcasting is more of the analysis type stuff or the opinion type stuff a lot of times in videos on youtube or even streams on twitch what have you a lot of it is so centered on the gameplay And that's great, because a lot of the people who do that are fantastic at the gameplay. But what we can do is we could just strip that away and have people focus on the opinions or, like I said, the analysis and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. I was just going to say, I mean, is that something that you find a little more challenging to do to get people to pay attention to that kind of stuff well yeah possibly because i'm not really an analytic kind of person i i yeah i i'm bad at strategy and and analysis i i can't even put together sentences uh at times well you're doing great so far (laughs) thanks uh yeah i i i've never been a really big analytic person i've just been more of an action kind of guy and uh yeah that that could be why i get in trouble with my wife so much but uh yeah that's just me yeah i think what's nice too at least for me the podcast is a very i'm gonna say easy way to get into it and i don't mean easy as far as growth i mean easy more so like all you need is to buy a headset and have a computer oh you can you can podcast Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and 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 and, uh, sometimes i i've well, how I first got it started uh, by doing a podcast, I just did it on my phone through Anchor.fm. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I started a, a little podcast and uh, got, got a few listeners. But it is so hard just for one person 
to have a podcast. I didn't have any guests. It was just me rambling on about Dodger-related stuff. And uh, when uh, uh, Trash Forever, my my podcast co-host, he was looking for somebody else and to to do a podcast with. I reached out to him, and and I haven't even touched my my other podcast uh, in months. So yeah, it is just so hard to to do a podcast with just one person and and find material enough material to fill like an hour. Yeah, that's that's one of the challenges I've had. I, I try to keep the podcast between thirty minutes to an hour because I know once I hit that thirty minute mark by myself, I'm running out of steam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is great to have guests on like yourself because it, it is so much easier to talk with someone as opposed to talking at people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you got to get a little creative though. You gotta you gotta figure out ways to fill the silence and, and keep talking. Uh, but I enjoy it. I mean, it, it was kind of my my COVID project to to keep myself occupied. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm hope I'm hoping it's something that continues on after this whole craziness in the world is done. Right. Um, you know, but but you mentioned your podcast with Trash, and I, I want you to use this as your platform to tell everyone about that podcast. Why should we listen? What do you guys talk about? Give, give me the lowdown. Well, um, we we have a good time. We have some some good guests. I don't know if you've heard of Papa Vaz. Uh, of yeah, course. yeah, we've we've had him on the show uh, last week. We just had a great guest, uh, Rickster Ghost, came on, and we had a great time. It just seems like every after every week, we just kind of get better and better, and our podcast gets better and better. And uh, yeah, uh, this week or tonight, I honestly have no idea who <laughs> who is on our podcast. He's one of Trash's friends, but he's really knowledge, knowledgeable right. about sports. And I'm sure we'll have a good time talking about about uh, about uh, baseball uh, with you know things going on with the free agent uh, free agency now. That's that's kind of a crazy thing right now. Uh, and uh, uh, we've got Coogs uh, in the near future coming on. I'm not sure when he's going to be on, uh, but yeah, we've got him coming on, and that's just going to be a, uh, an awesome uh, show. So. Uh, Check, check it out. It's on uh, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, it's the Dodger and Trash Show. Uh, you should be able to find it. And um, yeah, we have a we have a great time, and uh, it's a lot of fun. The the cool thing for me, for this podcast anyway, is to get to talk to those content creators that I watch all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my first interview that I did for this podcast was with Scuffy. And oh. I'm always popping in his streams. I love Scuffy. Scuffy's the man. Yeah. And, and then, then I got to talk to Yayo, and I got to talk to Serenity, and, and learning so much about just those guys as people, not just as, as the players, is kind of, that's what keeps me going. And so that's why I want to keep interviewing more of these guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love uh, Scuffy. I love his content. He is so... Uh, so entertaining uh the first time i saw him uh, and i rated him he, he treated me like i was just an old friend and i've never forgotten that um so yeah i i, I this that, that is the big thrill for me whenever i uh have uh streamers come on that i've watched i i, I kind of start to get nervous and and i start to you know like okay don't 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 be weird. Don't be like a, such a fanboy and stuff. But yeah, it, it's 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 really awesome. Uh, I I start to you know geek out a little bit. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned you have Coogs coming on next. Is is there someone who's like a big fish that you'd love to get on your podcast? 
Ah, uh, yes. In fact, I I just got a message from him from him ye- yesterday. Uh, uh, I would love to have Kevin God. Uh, I uh, me, me too, man. Me too. Trust me. Well, he's he's such a Kevin. You know, he's he's a great content creator. Uh, he's such a complex person, though. He he's so ah. Uh, uh, he, he, he's, he's, he's just one of those guys that kind of keeps to himself. He doesn't go out much. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I was, he, he put out a stream, uh, on Twitch Friday and I, I, uh, watched him and he had, you know, just chat was just filling up and it's impossible to keep up with chat, uh, in, in Kevin God's stream. And I, I donated 10 bucks to him. And uh, he, he he was he had so many uh, notifications that he must have missed it, and I was I was thinking that you know gosh you know maybe Kevin God maybe maybe we're not cool anymore like I thought we were so I sent him a message saying hey Kevin are, are we still cool and he sent me a message like a couple days later or actually yesterday and said uh, yeah man why wouldn't we be and I'm like oh. I don't know. I'm just going through a lot of stuff, man. You know, times, you know, work is, work is, you know, killing me. And, um, you know, my wife isn't, hasn't been feeling well and just things are just getting me down. And by the way, if you would like to, uh, if you feel comfortable enough with being on our podcast, we'd love to have you. Uh, so yeah, I put that out there. Uh, but, uh, trash and doesn't feel too confident that he will, uh, come on. He he doesn't do podcasts much. He doesn't like to talk about himself. He's just kind of he's kind of a very humble guy like that, and I I appreciate that about him. Yeah, that's what one of the things I find so interesting about him specifically is that, you know, first of all, his content, like you said, is great. He has the second YouTube channel that mm-hmm. he just puts whatever on. That he's great at that as well. He's got such a what's the word uh excitable following like people love him but he is just he does his one video a day or whatever it is a couple mm-hmm. videos a week and he's pretty much silent otherwise you know otherwise he's talking on twitter really but he doesn't do much like you said right and and the thing about kevin uh, the, the the people that that uh are fans of of him uh they they are crazy i mean i was a mod in his twitch chat uh and it's it's you cannot control those people. I mean, it's it's and, and the thing is, Kevin doesn't want them to be controlled. He wants them yep. to 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 just act out, and and, and he, he he loves it. He he kind of feeds off of it. I think when people talk smack about Bo and and uh, Vlad, and he loves that. He feeds off of it. Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, it's it's just kind of kind of weird. Uh, me and uh, Scan were both mods, and uh, then uh, he stopped streaming. And and uh, when he came back and started streaming again, I noticed I, that I was unmodded. And I'm like, wow, that's when I thought like maybe you know we weren't so cool and and stuff. And then uh, I find out that uh, everyone pretty much got mo- unmodded. He had oh. n- no mods anymore. So yeah, he just it, it was like he just kind of just. Did a did a clean sweep and just cleared everything out and and uh, then he started acting or adding people like Scan again and and uh, your friend Kyle and uh, some other uh, uh, 
well-known streamers and stuff. I unfortunately didn't get so lucky, but that's okay. That's that's a big responsibility to have, and and I'm I'm okay with with not having it anymore. It's like being a substitute teacher in a kindergarten class. So, which I have been at one time. <laughs> I'd love to have Kevin on. I'd love to have Daddy Dimmu is my favorite. Uh, I mean, I love so many of them, but da- Daddy Dimmu is my favorite. He's so funny. So yeah. Yeah, getting him on the show would be unbelievable. I've actually talked. I, I, I asked uh, Daddy Dimmu if he would uh, be on our podcast. Uh, and he said he's just been turning down uh, offers for podcasts and stuff left and right. He's not doing anything anything like that. Uh, he, he's just been so busy with life in general and stuff. Uh And then after he sent me that, I looked on Twitter and he's on the show podcast with Scuffy and Coogs. (laughs) He did inside inside the show, but he's, he's boys with Scuffy and he's boys with Coogs. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it never hurts to ask who knows a couple months down the line, life changes, you maybe get him on, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's the, he's the type of creator. I found him during quarantine. So mm-hmm. I've always played MLB The Show since I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, never really got so much into the content creation side of it as far as even watching it. I would just play the game and turn it off and go to bed and sure. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I swear, I think I watched probably every YouTube video he has online. Mm-hmm. Just, just binged it. Just put it on repeat. Let it play. Um, and yeah. ever, since, ever since that, I've just kind of been, you know, I've kind of dove headfirst into this stuff. Yeah, I, I I I haven't followed his Pokemon stream, so I don't. I'm not a big Pokemon guy, so it, I I I I gotta be honest. I I haven't uh, been watching his Pokemon videos and his Pokemon streams. I just, I just cannot get into that. Well, it truthfully might even make it funnier for you having really no idea what's going on and just listening to him scream because <laughs> he does that a lot. I'll have to try that. Yeah, I'll have to check it out then. Yeah. Um... What for you has been uh, the biggest challenge of having uh, the podcast with Trash? Has there been a big challenge? I'm just, you know, because the way I think about things is every week I'm like, all right, what are we talking about this time? But because you have a co-host, it must be a little easier. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, there's there's times when I'm like, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Uh, but, but uh, you know... It, it's been a slow week, you know. There hasn't been uh, a whole lot of activity since uh, since the uh, Dodgers won the World Series. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, congratulations! <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, uh, we I just you know you 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 just get an in, some inspiration. Uh, like I, we, well, we uh, watched uh, the uh, Survivor Series, and we had. Um, we had Tiz Meeks on, and uh, he's a big wrestling guy. And I've, uh, I've been a wrestling fan uh, since I can remember, and uh, not so much anymore now. But I still follow it, you know. Uh, but yeah, we we talked about wrestling, and you know, you just find things to talk about. And uh, how was it last week? Uh, we uh, we had uh, Rickster Ghost on. We talked about how yeah. how on. We talked about how he uh, just became a full-time streamer and and the uh, struggles he's had with that you, you you just i don't know it's just you just get inspiration from somewhere just to 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 talk about you just open your mouth and you just you just hope words come out so it, it is funny how you say just sometimes a little thing will inspire you i, I remember when uh, i mean it was the talk of the baseball world but when tatis hit that grand slam 
and suddenly everyone's talking about the unwritten rules of baseball, that gave me the idea for an episode. So mm-hmm. it's just like sometimes you got to capitalize on the timeliness of, of stuff that's going on in the world. Yeah, I, and as far as – I'm, I'm sorry. If you don't want anyone to hit, hit a grand slam, you don't throw the ball down the heart of the plate. I mean, for crying out loud. I, it doesn't matter what count it is. It doesn't matter what the score is, what inning it is. Just exactly. be a better pitcher. Be yeah. a better pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit, hit your spots. I mean, just like just like playing MLB The Show. You don't, you know, you get if you get upset with somebody hitting a bomb off you, just don't throw it there. Yeah, just get good. I, I one hundred percent agree. <laughs> the one thing, I, the, the one thing I will say, what you shouldn't do in MLB The Show when you're up by a lot: stop stealing and bunting on me. That's the only thing I ask. Well, and and that is, I mean, that in the major leagues there are a lot of uh, uh, players that, that when that happens, that is a legitimate gripe. You don't mm-hmm. uh, uh, bunt and steal and stuff when you're up by like eight or. 10, 11 runs, that is, yeah, that that's just clearly not cool. That's the, that's an okay rule in that you don't need to do those things to win a baseball game. But what you do have to win a baseball game is swing the bat. So asking Fernando Tatis not to swing is just the dumbest thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that gave me the whole inspiration for the unwritten rules of MLB The Show, which is one of my best episodes as far as performance to date. And it just it made me realize, like, you know, when people are talking about things, maybe I should also be talking about them, mm-hmm. which seems very obvious. But it, it, it I need it to click for me. Right. Right. Um, so what I want to do is I have to we're going to read an ad from our friends at Thrive Fantasy and then we'll talk some real life baseball because I know you want to, I'm sure, do that. Uh, and I'll, I'll let you maybe for like 10, 15 seconds gloat about the Dodgers, but no more than that. Um <laughs> Because the Yankees are coming back strong at some point when they decide to. But for now, uh, we'll, we'll talk about our friends at Thrive Fantasy. Uh, very excited to be working with Thrive Fantasy, daily fantasy sports app based around player props. You guys know the drill at this point. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like those other DFS apps. We won't talk about those, though, uh, because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play NFL games on Thrive Fantasy, choose five out of the ten player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under, based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible to win a share of that prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make some money during the remainder of the NFL season, use promo code THESHOWTHEPOD, that is THESHOWTHEPOD, when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy today, and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today and I will be eternally grateful and love you forever. Um so yes, let's let's first let's get this Dodgers stuff out of the way. Oh, okay. Con- congratulations <laughs> to you. Thank you. Thank I you. was I was I was rooting against Tampa Bay because Kevin Cash does not like the Yankees, and he rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So I was rooting for the Dodgers in some respect. It's also nice to get uh, a quote-unquote curse out of the way because they had kept getting there and falling short. Um, but for you, what do you think their key was? Uh, their team is always loaded, but what was the key? Uh, well, um, that, that's tough because I think uh, Mookie Betts was, was, was such a, a spark plug this year. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, they just had great pitching. I mean, Walker Bueller 
Uh, he might have had a, a rough first game, but he was a beast. Uh, he was stellar, yeah. Yeah, and then um, uh, Clayton Kershaw ha- had a really good year. I mean, he surprised me. And, uh, uh, th- I mean, their, their bullpen, uh, I, there was one game uh, uh, with Kenley Jansen that I was like, I just don't think if they, they, they have it this year. Uh, I mean, I just, I it just sounds, it just seemed like Kenley Jansen was broken, and uh, he's had some health problems and stuff, but uh, uh, they figured it out. They, they, uh, I think the the main thing thing was score enough runs to where you don't need the bullpen, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, and then uh, and then that should make things easier. Uh, but yeah, they, it, it just seemed like uh, they were just a, a a team on a mission. Uh, they uh, they just uh, they had the uh, the best uh, record in baseball, and uh, that was at the I, th- I think they broke a record for a highest winning percentage or something like that. Uh, even though, yes, granted, it was a shortened season, but but still, um, you know, who knows what they would have done. And and a uh, lengthened uh, uh, mm-hmm. season, but uh, yeah, they they just seem to have uh, they just seem to be a team of destiny uh, this year. Well, I would love for the Yankees to feel like that next year because I think this is something that we can relate on. So your Dodgers, you you reached the pinnacle this year. Mm-hmm. I I remember what it was like watching the Yankees win in two thousand nine. I was sitting on the corner of my bed getting ready to go to sleep, but I had to watch the rest of the the game six mm-hmm. and I was just like I was rocking myself back and forth I was like is this really going to happen you know I was I was nervous and excited but you know all those emotions at once mm-hmm. but what I've been feeling the last I don't know four or five years since the baby bombers kind of era started mm-hmm. is this team has all the talent in the world yet they always manage to F it up mm-hmm. or everyone gets It's cold at once, or Aroldis Chapman suddenly, which he does all too frequently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the Dodgers, it was like a string of similar endings every season. It was like, oh, what's Dave Roberts going to do this year to F it up? What's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is Kershaw going to let up 10 runs today? So right. what was it like during those years for you, just knowing or kind of feeling like, how are they going to mess this up? Yeah, it, it, it was it was excruciating uh, because uh, – I, I've been a long-suffering uh, Dodger fan. Uh, I mean, I can remember vividly uh, watching them win uh, the 1988 World Series uh, and uh, just having to wait f- for so long for them to even get close again uh, to get to, to get into the World Series. And, uh, uh, and then getting to the World Series... And and losing in that seventh game, uh, I mean that was, I mean what was it? The first pitch of Game Seven, home run uh, off of uh, Hugh Darvish by uh, Springer. So yeah, that that was painful. Uh, now, um, uh, as far as the uh, Yankees go, uh, yeah, I mean, I just they have to stay healthy for one thing. They they got to stay yeah. healthy. Uh, now you've got a uh, you have this to look forward to. Gary Sanchez is having uh, what seems like a pretty good year in, in the uh, in the uh, Dominican mm-hmm. Republic. Uh, uh, 
the Winter Winter League. Yeah. At the Winter League, yeah. And listen, too, I'm I'm the biggest Gary Sanchez supporter in that he is not the worst catcher in baseball. He might be performing like one, but I know he is more talented than at least half the catchers in the league. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of lighting a fire under his ass and getting him going because, I mean, everyone in New York, as far as what they're saying publicly, has confidence in this kid. Right. So it, he just needs to wake up again. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, I I hope he does that. And I hope that uh, he has a great season. And I hope the Dodgers face the Yankees in the World Series next year. That's that's a season I think, or that's a, a series I think everybody would like to see is uh, a, a Dodgers Yankees World Series. That'd be fun. And I will say. You know, as the Yankees fan, I don't think it happens unless DJ LeMahieu comes back. Mm-hmm. Seeing what he's been for this team, just consistent, almost always healthy. I'm okay with people striking out. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers some people. But watching DJ LeMahieu consistently line the ball all over the field is the nicest feeling. So yeah. I think he he is the key and the catalyst to anything the Yankees decide to do next year. So they need to just kind of write a blank check and say, how much do you want? Right. Um, who now? We, me and Trash, we asked this question of all of our guests. Let me just ask you this: mm-hmm. What is one player that surprised you uh, in the uh, Yankees this year, and what was one player you were disappointed by? Um, it's a very good question. So I think the disappointment is going to be a tie between Gary Sanchez because, like I said, I think he has so much untapped talent. Mm-hmm. Where is it right now? Right. And and Glaber Torres. Now I know with I love Glaber. I think Glaber is a cornerstone. I think he's going to be a lifer for the Yankees. I just think the shortened season messed with them. The moving around positions messed with them. And he's still he's a young kid. So you know, with the season he had last year, to expect him to replicate that was a little dumb. But he definitely underperformed as far as I'm concerned. Um, but again, I think the sky's the limit for both of them. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as players who surprise me, I don't know if it's necessarily a surprise, but I think what Gio Urshela did was reaffirm how good he was the year before. Mm -hmm. And I think it was more an extension of how surprised I was in 2019 because the guy was unbelievable then and somehow got better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just – I love – the energy, I, he's a fantastic fielder, and the Yankees are not a good fielding team. Other than, I think, Aaron Judge and Gio Urshela, really the team is not a good fielding team. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see him just work the, at work third base and then come up and hit like seventh or eighth in the lineup but just smoke the ball all over the field, mm-hmm. I, he's one of my favorite players to watch on that team right now. Yeah. Uh, are, are you hoping to see like a, a signature series, Gary? Uh, not Gary Sanchez, but uh, um, like a really juiced – um, uh, 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 judge card. I think he deserves some sort of juiced card. That's not the home run derby card, you know, because the home run derby is just they max his power and that's it. Yeah. But I think what people don't realize, if you're not a, you know, if you're a Yankee fan, you know this, and if you're a casual baseball fan, you maybe don't. He is a top three right fielder in baseball as far as defensive, go, uh, you know, defense goes. He's phenomenal in the outfield. Mm-hmm. He's got a hose for an arm. And what people also don't realize is he's pretty quick. You know, he's not going to steal bases, but when you're six foot eight or whatever he is, it's kind of hard to be that slow. You know, he, he moves pretty well. Yeah. He so sure I does. think 
he's got the five-tool ability that some people maybe don't realize who just think he's a close-your-eyes-and-swing-as-hard-as-you-can type of guy. Um, I think, I don't know what type of juiced card he'd get. I mean, I guess he could get a really good Rookie of the Year card. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know how they'd work Signature at this point. I don't think he's had the track record yet for a Signature Series card, but he's worthy of something. Yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of disappointed he didn't get anything as far as a postseason card, but did he really mm-hmm. even have that good of a postseason? What he did in the postseason was, in the big moments, he actually showed up. Like, he hit that big home run against Shane Bieber in the, in the against the Indians. He homered a couple times against the Rays. Like, he was there when they needed him, but overall his numbers did not look very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, of course, is par for the course for how many Yankees players lately have played in the postseason. Because right. it just figures, like, Giancarlo Stanton remembers how to swing a bat against the Rays, but at the same time, everyone else forgets how to swing a bat. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the story of the Yankees in the playoffs for the last four or five years. Right. So uh, when uh, when when Michael Brousseau hit that home run off of Chapman, you weren't surprised mm-hmm. at all. Um. Yes and no. Uh, surprised in that who the hell is Michael Brousseau? Uh, secondly, though, it's like Chapman's been there and done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, in terrible, terribly big situations against you know Jose Altuve at least is a real baseball player. And Rajay Davis has been around the block for quite some time, but Michael Brousseau, see, that was my, the Rays really, as a baseball fan, I was so confused by the Rays. They, you know, great pitching team, even though you've never heard of almost anybody in their bullpen, mm-hmm. but you've heard of none of their, uh, their batters, their starting lineup. You couldn't pick them out from anywhere. And yet here they are just mm-hmm. trouncing everybody. It was such great managing, but at the same time, so frustrating for a team like the Yankees with these name brand players to not be able to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, when uh, I have to say, when Kevin Cash took out uh, Blake Snell in, in that fifth inning, it was a fifth or sixth oh, very, inning. Very it, silly. Yeah. I was like, wow, uh, that that's a huge break for the Dodgers. And uh, yeah. Yeah. See, the thing is, too, with that, it's like, I I will lean towards the analytics. Numbers paint a picture and tell a story. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have to realize a couple things. One, Blake Snell, in the regular season, never, ever, ever pitches deep into games. Mm-hmm. Partially because his pitch count gets up too quickly, but also partially because people hit better against him as you know they get through the order. As most, pretty much all pitchers, that's what happens. But you've got a former Cy Young winner who's young, healthy, and carving that team up, mm-hmm. I think you push them a little bit more. That's just that's how I would have handled it. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, when 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 uh, Blake Snell got taken out, I, I I just had a feeling that that, that was going to be uh, mm-hmm. the 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 uh, game for the Dodgers. That was going to be when they started to turn things around, and and yeah, sure enough, and. And see, I have this this superstition. It's a kind of a silly superstition, as uh, I do not watch the Dodger games because I'm I'm always afraid that I'm going to jinx them, and you know I'm going to because this uh, this actually happened. Uh, it, it, no matter what game I watch, they'll lose. It seems like I've been to uh, the last two game two Dodger games I went to in '95. Uh, Dodgers lost both of those games. 
and uh, I'll, I'll watch a game on, on my iPad or something, and, and they'll lose. So it seems like no matter what game I watch, they'll, they'll lose. So I just, like, do them a favor, <laughs> won't watch the game. So I, I, I was doing DoorDash uh, runs to, you know, make a few extra bucks uh, mm-hmm. to, you know, help, you know, get stuff from, from my streaming uh, equipment and stuff. Well, I come home. It's game, uh, game five. Uh, the Dodgers are up and, uh, I hear Kenley Jansen is coming out of the pen. I'm like, okay, I'm hurrying home. Got the game listening to it as, and they have like, they, they get, they get the first strikeout and I get home, turn the game on. And that's when everything just went to hell. Oh, and, no. and I was like, well, that's it. I'm not going to watch the game. I've got shit, no more. And yeah, so that reaffirmed it for you. I reaffirmed it. But you know, I had so many people on Twitter Telling me uh, during Game Six, watch the game, watch the game. You know this. You know you're, it, it'll be fine. And sure mm-hmm. enough, uh, as soon as I turned the game on, uh, in uh, in was it in the eighth inning, uh, Mookie Betts hit that bomb, and I'm like, okay, Jinx is over. Jinx is over. <laughs> that, that was just silly. You know, it's just you know whatever happened happened. It, not because of what I did. It's just you know crap happens. So yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that feeling you got when Blake Snell came out of the game that you said, oh, this is the turning point? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that felt so familiar to you when, in years past, Dave Roberts makes whatever move it is where you go, oh, boy, this is it. Yeah, yeah, and and I was just hoping that uh, Clayton Kershaw wouldn't come out of the pen in, in that mm-hmm. game six. I was thinking, okay, let's not give him another chance to to, to come out and, you know, uh, have another fluke hit or whatever happen, and and hurt his confidence even more because this guy has been trashed so many times for being a choker. Uh, I I think it's it's a it's unfair. Uh, how, it's a hundred percent. I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah, because if you if you look back to last year, the home run that he gave up to um, I can't remember now uh, uh, Anthony Rendon. Uh, it was, it was, it was down in a way, I believe, and 99 times out of 100, that's going to be a ground ball somewhere, but he golfed it out. I mean, it was just a, just an about, almost an impossible pitch to hit for a home run, and somehow he did it. So you got to tip your cap and, and move on. Now, the pitch he gave up, uh, the next, uh, to the next batter, uh, was, uh, um, I can't remember the name now. Uh, 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 I honestly don't remember either. I know I know the situation you're talking yeah, about, but I can't but, remember the matter. But uh, it, it's uh, uh, he's got the whole. Um, I can I can I can see his finest card in my mind, and how he kind of leans forward when there's a ball. I can't remember. Everyone's once one so you're talking about yeah. Juan Soto. Yep. So yep. Uh, the now the ball he. He threw to Juan Soto was a total meatball, and that mm-hmm. sh- that should have and was uh, crushed for a home run. So yeah, that one was 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 a crusher too. But who would have thought that Howie Kendrick would have come up with a grand <laughs> slam? I wouldn't have thought thought it. I mean, a former Dodger coming up and 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 just putting the dagger into the heart of its former team. Yeah, so. you know and. With Kershaw, he's he's going to retire, whatever it is, as a top ten, probably top five, maybe top three left-handed starter of all time. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Un- unbelievable. And then people are going to slander him for never pitching the big game or never pitching well in the playoffs or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, to this year he was able to say, you guys can shove it. Here's your World Series. That's right. That's exactly right. And I, I couldn't be happier for him. I'm, I'm, I know a lot of Dodger fans. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Benny No from Dodger Films. No, I'm actually not. Uh, he's... Uh, He's uh, another content creator, and uh, he actually got the opportunity to meet uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw at, mm-hmm. at a um, at a uh, fan uh, fest thing at Dodger Stadium, and uh, he just said he was just like the nicest guy, just very down to earth, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's uh, he the, the guy I I I. I just have the utmost respect for him. The guy's been through a lot, and uh, I'm just so glad that he's he's got that ring now. It, it's nice when the guys you watch and look up to, and in some ways idolize sometimes, when they're actually genuine people. Like I used to work in baseball media, so I used to cover Yankees and Mets games um, before I moved into a different state and took this current job. But you know. Covering Yankees games was fun for me, but also kind of tough because you have to set your fandom aside. You have to like be professional while you're in there. Mm-hmm. But I was at the game when Mark Teixeira announced his retirement, and oh. to see him see him crying in the press conference, like, "Wow, this is the end of my career," and he's bawling his eyes out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's humbling almost for for me to be like, "Wow, this guy actually really cared," and I got to watch him at his peak. And so seeing guys like that who you look up to are like as real people, I think is, is such a cool moment for, for baseball fans who get the ability to do that. Yeah. And, and, uh, one of the players I looked up to was, uh, Oral Hershiser. And, uh, uh, I, uh, I always wanted, um, to get his autograph and I was actually invited by, uh, the, uh, uh, Dodgers, uh, uh, play by play announcer, Joe Davis to, uh, mm-hmm. To, to meet him and, and Oral uh, during a game. But unfortunately, you know, COVID came and I couldn't go to a uh-huh. game this year because I live in Idaho and, and uh, you know, it's only like a, what, a 16-hour drive maybe uh, to, uh, to L.A. So I, I mean, was, to meet your hero, you'll make any drive. Exactly, exactly. And yep. uh, I have a, a, D- a DVD set of the Los Angeles Dodgers World Series right here in front of me. And uh, I, I always wanted to get him to sign that. And um, there was a, a charity called Signatures for Soldiers. Uh, okay. That uh, I, I I was in the army myself, and I thought it'd be a great uh, uh, thing to do to uh, to uh, support this great uh, charity. So I uh, bought a signed Oral Hershiser card <laughs> right there, and. Uh, at least I have something by him, and and then he, the guy follows me on Twitter. So there you go. I'm like, oh, so wow, there, that's awesome. I'm yeah. like so stoked. So yeah, that was a big thrill that, for me. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and you know, using Oral Hershiser as a segue here, I've got a couple minutes left, and this this has been a great episode. This has been a great conversation, and one of the things I always like to talk to the content creators about who I speak with which cards from their favorite team do we not have in the game? So Oral Hershiser, we do. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite pitchers to use. I light people up with that card. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers have a ton of players in this game, probably one of the teams with the most players. But mm-hmm. if there's anybody we're missing, 
Who do you think it is? Why do? Why should we have them? Who you know? Who do we want to see? Um, yeah. One of the uh, players I also looked up to uh, growing up was Steve Garvey, and that's that's the direction I thought we were going to go. That direction. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to, to some, a lot. Hopefully. Uh, that your listeners will know who Steve Garvey is. If you don't, the guy had the forearms of Popeye the Sailor. And if you <laughs> if you don't know who Popeye the Sailor is, that's just because I'm old and making uh, old references uh, that are dated. I hope, I hope everyone at least knows what Popeye looks like. I yeah. mean, that's that's a pretty easy connection to make, yeah. But um, uh, the guy would just hit tanks. And yeah. uh, I saw him at one of the games I went to when I was uh, in the army in Fort Irwin, California. Uh, the and the guys could still hit. I mean, uh, he hit a deep fly ball in the old timers game uh, to uh, deep center field, and I'm thinking, wow, if that guy can still hit hit a ball that hard. Oh, and yeah, just just it was just incredible, and. Uh, but you, it was a last year we got a Steve Garvey card. It was a gold card, I believe, and the mm. power was like he had like fifty bat, fifty power on both sides. I'm like, there's no way. So we need a good, you know, he's got to have like eighty minimum power. Uh, but for a guy to to have uh, to be so strong and to get such a low rating like that, yeah, we got to have a better Steve Garvey card. Anybody else you think we're missing, maybe on the pitching side? Uh, well, I think it would be great to have a Sandy Koufax card too. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it would, I would that would be totally awesome. Uh, that's my California accent coming through. Totally awesome, indeed. <laughs> to have a, a Sandy Koufax card. Uh, you know, I understand. You know, getting the rights to his name and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, very difficult, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, but. Uh, Ah, oh, jeez. Um, another good card would be. Um, well, I'm, well, I'm just thinking. Like, I would love. I know if we got a Pedro Martinez card, it would be a Red Sox card. Mm-hmm. But we would get Dodgers versions of him, and I just inject Pedro Martinez into my veins. I want him yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah, Pedro Martinez would be great, and. Uh, uh, yeah, even his brother Ramon. I would love to have a Ramon mm-hmm. Martinez card, um, and I would also like to have a really good juiced uh, Mike Piazza Dodgers card. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I I I keep when he keeps getting these uh, uh, signature series cards or uh, awards cards. I was kind of really hoping he'd get a uh, a card with the Dodgers like that, but mm-hmm. you know, not quite. But you know, there's always next year. And listen. Like like I said before, SDS does not short Dodgers fans of anything. They get a lot of cards and a lot of players. So, oh uh, yeah, I it, mean, we, you guys and the Braves get the most freaking cards. Uh, and and that uh, let me tell you that co- that finest Cody Bellinger card that was like an early Christmas gift. Oh, it's amazing! My number two hitter for the rest of the year. Unbelievable. <laughs> I st- I got my first hit in, in a rank game with him uh, uh, this morning, and that's my, that's my first hit so far. With him, I, I, I just got to get I was just better. Gonna, yeah, I mean, it, it all takes timing and getting used to it. I've played three ranked games with Finest Bellinger and Prestige Finest Soto in the lineup at the same time, mm. and they've hit multiple home runs every time. 
Wow. The dude, they're on. They uh, Bellinger's second, Soto's fourth, and they're just automatic home runs. It's unbelievable. Wow. That's... Because the thing that helps that the thing that helps that Bellinger card is his vision is so much higher now than the last version of the card was. Mm-hmm. So bigger. I mean, everyone will say what they want. They'll say vision doesn't matter. For me, who I don't have perfect PCI, I need the vision to be higher. So yeah. it's it's great that it, that it's helpful like that. That's right. Um, but I think. My friend, that's going to be all. Uh, this was a great episode. I know we overcame some technical difficulties early on. Uh, yeah. This was probably trial number ten to get this guys uh, get this going, guys. But we made it work for you. Yeah, and and uh, a little apology. Um, the your audio might be a little quiet because I had my desktop audio turned down. So I, I kind of hopefully everything will turn out right. And I kept hearing these little notifications. Uh, over over uh, my my headset, and so I had to uh, mute them in the middle of the uh, podcast. So hopefully your listeners won't be a t- too annoyed with a little blip blip coming hey, up we'll, every now and then. We'll make it happen. And the motto on my podcast is we don't edit it. I don't edit my podcast because I don't have the time, and nor do I care that much. Um, the only time I'll edit the podcast is if I forget to do my ad read in the middle, and then I'll throw it in later on. Yeah. Um, there, this is hey, real it is, life. It is what it is. This is real life, folks. I mean, I yeah, it, you just go with it. Exactly. That's it. So that's a great way to end. That's our motto for life is life is life. Just go with it. Um, guys, go listen to the Dodger Man and Trash show. Go follow this guy. He's connected within the content creating community. He knows what he's talking about, and uh, I'm really thankful we were able to make this work tonight. Yeah, thank you for having me on, and and hopefully, uh, let me just plug my YouTube channel real quick. It's uh, YouTube, absolutely plug it. It's YouTube www.youtube.com/slash/dodgermangames. Uh, I'm not the best content creator, but uh, I like to I like to think I, I'm I'm entertaining at times. But yeah, I'd appreciate it if if uh, I could get you know uh, a couple subs out there, a couple new subs out there. Absolutely, rate, review, subscribe, uh, go find them, and uh, that's all from us. So thank you again. I appreciate you guys for listening, and we will talk to you all next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at The Show, The Pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show, the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Ship It.